Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. When you're born into a family, you really have nothing to compare it to. There's no opinion, no preference, no judgment, no awareness of anything even existing outside of your reality. There's just the instantaneous and immutable devotion to these beings, your source for everything you need to survive, and an acute myopia, rendering whatever is beyond this complete triangle, if indeed there exists anything at all, blurry and moot. Which is fine, because if you're lucky, everything you need is right here. And it was for me. I made an early entrance a month before I was due, while my dad, the actor Joel Gray, was out of town doing his nightclub act in the Catskills. My mother's water broke while she was at a party in West Hollywood, and two of her actor pals drove her downtown to Cedars of Lebanon Hospital, where I was delivered via an emergency C-section. When the doctor called my dad to tell him of my surprise arrival, it was six in the morning on the East Coast. The operator said, I've got a person-to-person -person call from Mr. Joel Gray from Dr. Maury Lazarus, and my dad, who picked up the phone in his sleep, promptly hung up. The doctor called back and yelled over the operator, tell him his daughter is born so he better accept the call. My dad had been acting professionally since he was a little kid, but in his late 20s, around the time I was a year old, he was hitting his stride and his career was cooking. He landed his first Broadway show, replacing the lead in the Neil Simon comedy, Come Blow Your Horn. It was Simon's first play and a huge hit, so our family picked up and moved from the modest cottage in the Hollywood Hills where they'd set up house to two floors of a brownstone on East 30th Street in New York City. My mom, Joe Wilder, was a performer too. Every baby's their mother's biggest fan, and I was no different. But my mom actually looked like a movie star. Visual timelines of my parents' careers lined the walls of wherever we were living. Framed black and white production stills of my mom as Peter Pan with a pixie cut, flying in midair in green tights, as Gypsy Rose Lee in Gypsy, a femme fatale mid-striptease, her spaghetti straps suggestively hanging off her bare shoulders, as Polly Peachum donning a man's bowler in Three Penny Opera. With her cropped bangs, heavy brows, and winged eyeliner, she looked more than a little like Audrey Hepburn. Everything about her in these photographs exuded theatricality, her mouth impossibly wide in full song. She looked like she was born to be on the stage. I loved it when my mom would sing me the lullaby, Little Lamb, from Gypsy, and tell me about how the real-life lamb would sometimes pee while she held it in her lap on stage and she'd have to pretend it hadn't. She sang around the house all the time. She wasn't a kid when she had me. She was closer to 30 than 20 and had been at it, knocking around the business for some time, ready for her ship to come in when she met my dad. He was very keen to get married and start their family right away. She didn't know what the hurry was, but got swept up in his vision for them. My parents had lost a baby before me, and my mother had struggled to carry me to term. So when I was four and a half, my parents decided to adopt a baby boy. The three of us flew out to Los Angeles, and we left a few days later a family of four, bringing back with us to New York my newborn brother, James Rico. Not the most Jewish of middle names, but my parents were fans of the painter Rico Lebrun. Jimmy was one of those gorgeous babies right out of the gate. Blonde, big blue eyes, white, white skin. And in addition to our genetic differences, 
My brother felt energetically almost like a different species from the three of us, but a breathtakingly beautiful one. He looked like an angel. My parents referred to our gang as the Four J's, Joe, Joel, Jenny, and Jimmy. Being a close family was of paramount importance to them. There was a lot of love there. My dad and I were tight. When I was little, I would wear his old crew neck undershirts, worn so thin and ridiculously soft, the cotton was almost diaphanous. I remember the perfect stack of his white tees folded with origami-like precision in his antique armoire, weighted down by a heavy round bar of Roger and Galais soap wrapped in its signature crinkled silk paper and seal. Opening the cabinet door filled my nose with the most intoxicating combination of lemon, bergamot, rosemary, orange, neroli, rose, and carnation. I'd sleep in his t-shirts as nighties, comforted by the warm scent, probably the closest approximation to what happens when a baby smells her mother's breast milk. Does that sound weird? Well, so be it. I was never breastfed, but I felt utterly peaceful and held, enveloped in that sensorial refuge.